When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Dolphins in Depth Podcast. I'm Daniel Yafusi. I'm David Neal. Is David Neal. Thanks so much for tuning in. Quick reminder before we start, make sure to subscribe to the Miami Herald YouTube page. Like, share, comment, all that good stuff, as well as subscribe to the Miami, Miami Herald. Herald. Yeah, that, that, that's the one. That's the one. See, that's, that's the one. That's so big. <laughs> direct route, pay, you know, pay. Most definitely, pay, most definitely. Pay our rent, too. Yeah. I mean, that's that's what's important right here. Yeah. All right, we are therapy too. <laughs> we are just one week away from the start of organized team activities, otherwise known as OTAs. Your Miami Dolphins getting ready to uh, take the next step in the offseason workout program. They've been working out. They've been doing drills, but you know, they, OTAs is when you start to ramp up and you really get a lot of a lot more team activity. Um, but before that, Dolphins have still been tinkering with the roster. Uh, they had rookie minicamp uh, last week, Friday and Saturday. Uh, they made some cuts to the uh, rookie free, free agent pool. And then on Monday, they brought in a pair of veteran offensive linemen. Fans have been waiting. They have been watching. They have been clamoring. Uh, Dolphins made some additions on Monday, signing Isaiah Wynn, formerly of the New England Patriots, as well as Cedric Way, who has uh, also, who like Wynn, is a first-round pick, um, has traveled, bounced around with a lot of various teams. Um, so you get some veterans, you get some kind of, you know, guys that are well-traveled um, to, you know, kind of fill out the depth chart at offensive line ahead of OTAs, but you know, maybe not the bona fide starting offensive lineman that a lot of people have been claiming for a win has uh, been a multi-year starter with the Patriots as well as uh, a wave. Um, but again, the moves have left a lot of people wondering, uh, you know, is this it in terms of the Dolphins offensive line? We're going to get into that as well as preview OTAs. But like I said, we're going to start with the offensive line uh, moves. Um, we actually got the opportunity to speak to Isaiah when uh, earlier Tuesday's first comments to local reporters. Um, it seems like a very nice guy, 27 years old, um, 23, uh, number 23 overall pick in the 2018 draft, as I said before, of the Patriots. Uh, missed his rookie season because of torn Achilles, uh, but the past four years, he started 40 games at left tackle, and this past season, uh, he played right tackle, so a little bit of left guard. So there's a little bit of versatility there, um, and a lot of people have been wondering, you know, is he going to be here to start? Is he going to be here to be a backup? What position is he going to play? Um, unfortunately, we didn't leave that Zoom news conference with any more, any clear idea of what the plan is. He said he'll play anywhere. He said he'll play left side, he'll play right side. Um, we didn't ask him about guard, but as I said before, he has that versatility. And he said, you know, you got to ask the coaches whether I'm here to start uh, or not. So he's not he's not uh, giving us any intel. We're going to have to wait till OTAs and training camp. Um, but really, we haven't, swapped, we haven't 
talked to, uh, spoken to away here yet. So I really focused on the win. Um, but I know this was a move that was, you know, kind of met with some, you know, some eye rolling, some figurative eye rolling on uh, social media. I can, I can tell a lot. Some people were saying, hey, all right, it's a nice step move. Some people were saying, um, this isn't the legitimate competition and starter that the Dolphins need. And, um, you know, I when I thought about it, you know, it, it left me going back to comments and thoughts that I, that I had before where um, this has been, you know, this is this has been in the works for a while. When I say this, I mean kind of the Dolphins' approach um, to the offensive line. I mean, they went the first, second wave of free agency without signing an offensive lineman. They were pep- they've been peppered with questions over and over um, over the past couple you know weeks about what are they doing with the offensive line. Um, they did say they've been looking at veteran options, and they had you know hosted some guys. Um, but Chris Greer let it be known, and he said it very clearly um, after night one or night two of the draft. Um, he said, you know, I think that this is something that you guys, referring to the media and maybe fans, something that you guys worry about a little bit more than we do. Um, so now they have a pair of guys uh, in Win and Awehi um, who are, you know, they're starting. I mean, I'll, I'll say it this way. They've started. They have their experienced offensive linemen. Now, whether there are clear upgrades over Austin Jackson, Liam Meikenberg, if you're talking about when maybe playing left guard, that's to be determined. I mean, it kind of depends on I kind of depends on eye of the beholder. Um, you know, I don't, you know, I love the final work that they do over at PFF. Um, but I'm not I'm not always, you know, I, I'm not always one to quote and use their grades as gospel just because you know i haven't seen them personally i'd like to you know use my own eyes as well before i give my my uh opinion but the general premise is that these are more kind of like you know backup swing tackles reserve options low-end starters so i mean um by no means are the dolphins getting like a top tier starting option in any of these two guys um but i will say they've collected a lot of veteran offensive linemen um, who looks like they're all going to compete for spots in the coming weeks and months. And after all the injuries that they had, um, you know, I don't think that you could ask for any anything else, anything more when it comes to the depth that they've accomplished. Um, but it really goes back to, you know, the the offensive line success hinging on those two guys in Austin Jackson and Liam Meikenberg, who the team is remained publicly in support of and and the moves have uh have aligned with that you know this goes back to this all really hinges on whether those two guys can be the first round pick in austin jackson's case at the team envisioned and the second round pick in eichenberg's case that they envisioned when they drafted them um, what are your thoughts on what the dolphins have done well well i mean you know as you point out uh win's been a starter he's been a more consistent starter than said, who is, you know, rather nomadic. You know, yeah. this would be team number six, I believe, in nine seasons. Yeah. There's a reason, you know. So he's definitely, you know, he's definitely, you know, backup, not roster filler, just backup. Um, and uh, Mr. Wynn, I think we are going to see – I, I'm sure there's going to be a competition with with Austin Jackson. I mean, there there just has to be. Well, Chris Greer said. I mean, you know, we, we've been told we, we we've been told a lot of things that are maybe half truths and whatnot. But I thought it was very telling or very just interesting that when we asked Chris Greer about Austin Jackson's <laughs> status, 
I, th- I think the question posed to him is the expectation, or do you expect Austin Jackson to be the starting right tackle? And he said the expectation is yes, that Austin Jackson will be there. Okay, fine. You can ex- you can you know. And I, and I mentioned I, that before. I can, you can I expect can, something, and then right, exactly. We can all expect a lot of things. You but know. You, but he didn't have to go out of his way, especially being the GM. Like you know, the head coach mm-hmm. usually one that says who's starting, who's not. Right. But for him can, not to say, oh, he's going to have to compete for his job. That was kind of interesting. Been there. You know, seen that before. We expect, you know, we expect Bob to do this. And, you know, six months later, you know, Bob's on the street or Bob's on the bench. You know, I, I if he outplays Austin Jackson, then yeah, I, I, you know, he's, where, where does Austin, why does Austin Jackson have some, what is, what has he done to be able to coast to where if he gets outplayed in camp uh, that he still has, you know, a starting position? Well, that's what a lot of people have been, have been wondering. Has, like, why he is it that, that he is? So well, maybe is, he hasn't, maybe he hasn't earned it, but the draft status kind of, again, affords him that, that benefit of the doubt slash leash. That's what, it's clear that that's what's happening. You you can, again, this is, but, but good organizations Great organizations, top line organizations. Once they've drafted you, that that's it. Okay, you you're you're a player. You're you're, you're a player. The, the person who's someone that competes with you and they outplay you. Oh, they were drafted in the sixth round. You were drafted in the first round. Ah, uh, but you know that's not how it works. You know that's not no no no, no no. The best organizations. That's what they do. You can, and that's across all sports. The best organizations don't. The best organizations don't fall in love with their draft, their draft picks. They make their picks. And then if they see that they've made a mistake, they say, okay, we've made a mistake. And they act like they've made a mistake. If their draft pick works out, okay, fine. But they don't sit, but they don't, the thing they don't do is, okay, we're going to just, we're holding you there. You know, over several seasons, you know, you you've, you're not a pro bowler. You're not an all pro, but we're going to hang on to you right there just because we thought you were the best of that particular year's crop. That, that's 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 not a successful mindset. Successful mindset is, OK, you we're give we're going to give you every chance to succeed or every chance to fail, however we want to look at it. But, you know, you you don't fall in love with them. You don't fall in love with them, man. You just... I, I don't think it's maybe a case of the Dolphins falling in love with Austin Jackson, but needing to needing to see as much to try to fall in love with him. Because, again, first three years have been uneven. They didn't yeah. pick up the fifth-year option. This is literally the last chance for him. So you exactly. gotta you gotta you gotta give him every single opportunity. That's, now what did I just say? You we'll give you every chance, but if you get if he gets outplayed, what are you, what are you gonna do? I mean, I'll put it this way. I mean, if he gets if the margins are close, I think that he will be the starting right tackle for sure. Unless like he is just not at the level yeah. uh, starting caliber level, which a lot of people say he's not right now. And oh boy, he is clearly head and shoulders. Uh, better than him, yeah. You go with him, but if if it's close, I think I think Austin Jackson is going to get. The, well, if if it's close, you know, if it's close, he'll prop. You know, he'll probably get it. But then, 
and also wins you know wins versatility you know you you like that in a you like that in a backup yeah and I mean, they don't really because they don't really have a backup for Teron Armstead who missed several games and played right. through injuries last season and we know that they're one injury there away from the offensive line falling apart right. um, and so you you know that may be their plan but you can't <laughs> the margins are too thin to to the margins are too thin to not go with your best players at each position and you know the margins are too thin among the you know if you if you're you know among the top notch teams if you want to stay get there and stay there and so i mean I, Again, what's what's Austin Jackson done to have earned that level of you know scholarship or you know tenure? <laughs> probably a better way to put it, you know, other than somebody else, you know, made him the choice. What's he done in the NFL to, you know, say okay? You know, this is my spot, and you y'all can worry about everything else. Hey, yes. Wow, well, I think the Dolphins are hoping that after 17 games and maybe a couple postseason games, yeah, that, that question is answered. But they're hoping. Of... They're hoping if that if that doesn't if it I'm telling you, but if it starts not to work out, they're going to have to have some hard conversations, and then they're going to have yeah. to, yeah, and no, then they're no. going to have to see. Then then we're going to find out what kind of organization they are. Well, yeah, you know, you know, I, I mean, I've said that before. I think that, you know, again, several, several months from now in January, February, we're going to either be saying Dolphins were on to something and they were right in giving, having this much patience for Austin Jackson and Liam Eikenberg, or there's going to be very, very hard conversations and discussions over whose idea and who allowed, you know, this to go on with you know the the lack of production at the offensive line and not you know significantly addressing it um mm. you know uh uh Isaiah Wynn I should say you know it's a one-year deal um with a base uh base of 2.3 million dollars up to 2.7 million dollars um it's not big time money by any means um but it's about a, a million less than they gave Dan Feeney who's going to be you know one of the top interior linemen backups um so I think that there's a good chance that he's you know, could be the, the swing tackle, and we'll see if there is a legitimate competition with Austin Jackson. Oh boy, he is uh, our own Barry Jackson pointed out. He's only started nine games since 2017. Um, so that's definitely more in the air, up in the air in terms of um, him, you know, making the roster. But Isaiah Wynn obviously is the most accomplished um, um, of the two guys that they just brought in. Like I said, 2018 first round pick, um, 27 years old, you know, theoretically in the prime of his career he's dealt with injuries um but he said he's all good from the foot injury that he was dealing with last year and uh, I, I think it's kind of fair to notice well you know i'm always you know i guess i'm mr positive always um you know he, he did kind of play with uh, a, a lot of dysfunction last year in, in new england um you know he's a left tackle by trade but they brought in trent brown to the left side and they moved him to the right side so he's first off playing at a position that maybe he's not as comfortable with and then we all know the dysfunction with the play college system and everything that was going on there um, but again, we'll, we'll see what happens. You know, he's talking about this is a new chapter. He's excited for it. So we'll see how he does in Miami. All right. We're going to take a short break, but when we come back on the other side of things, we got OTAs coming up next week. We got to break that down. What are we looking forward to? 
Is it important? And if so, who is it most important for? <laughs> they locked with us. No. <laughs> they locked with us. That's that, that's not gonna be the second half. Stay locked with us and we'll be back soon. <laughs> What's going on, everybody? Still here on the Dolphins of Death podcast with David Neal talking all things Dolphins. Now, the first half we broke down the Dolphins' two newest additions on the offensive line, and they have arrived in Miami just in time for the start of organized team activities, which begins next week. So uh, Dolphins will have a series of OTA workouts. Uh, the league announced every team's uh, office and workout schedule. So for the Dolphins, OTAs uh, will be held on March, tw- uh, excuse me, May 22nd and 23rd, 25th, 30, 31, as well as June 2nd. And then that leads into mandatory mini camp, which will be from June 6th to 8th. So the Dolphins have been gathering together for the office and workout program uh, for several weeks. Um, now in the uh, OTA section of the office and workout program, um, that is phase three, which is uh, when they can conduct 10 days of OTAs. Uh, there's no live contact, but you can do team stuff. So seven on sevens, nine on sevens, 11 on 11s, whatnot. So we start to get a little semblance of football, you know, get two out there throwing against, uh, you know, t- throwing against the defense and whatnot. It's not real football, but hey close thing to it uh at this point in the season however you know it's the obviously the 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 building blocks and the bridge over to training camp in late july um so last year this was obviously a very critical point for the dolphins because they were coming in with head coach mike mcdaniel new head coach mike mcdaniel at that time a new training a new coaching staff uh, this is year two of the mike mcdaniel era um two was obviously the quarterback you have a lot of continuity um uh, with that unit, uh, but on the defensive side, um, you know you have new coordinator Vic Fangio, who's putting the building blocks of that of those you know players and that scheme together. Um, it was interesting to talk to Emmanuel Agba um, as well today on the uh, on the Zoom call, and he talked about his uh, return from the triceps injury uh, as well as some other things. But he said, you know, he's still learning the off uh, the defense. That's what a lot of you know players have said. You know, when we asked them about uh, what they're excited for, they said, "Hey, I'm still looking through the playbook, trying to figure out how different things work." Um, so it seems like it's a very, you know, this is a kind of a. I'll say this: as we go into OTAs, I'm very interested to see how this defense looks because obviously it's not going to be the defense that we see, you know, when September 10th when they kick off the schedule against the Chargers. Um, but there's a lot of moving parts and a kind of moving pieces with this defense. I, I say for me, particularly, who is going to be participating in OTAs. Now, I will preface my comments by saying these are voluntary, voluntary. So players don't have to be there. Um, I know a lot of people, fans, media, whatnot, trip, freak out about certain guys not being there, being there, but it's voluntary. So if you don't see a certain guy there, it's not like they're quitting on the team or whatever. Like They don't have to be there. However, um, this is a defense that had a lot of injuries, as we have spoken about ad nauseum over the past several months. Um, Agba being one of them, he said he's been fully cleared from the torn triceps that he had last November, about six months ago. But he said the team is taking things slow with me, so I'd be kind of surprised if I saw him out there or saw him out on the field for significant stretches. Um, you have guys uh, like Brandon Jones, Nick Needham, Trill Williams, all guys in the secondary who are supposed to or are going to be competing for spots or you know playing time. All those guys are coming back from from injury as well as Deshaun Elliott, who I think had a shoulder injury, the new safety that they signed. He had a shoulder problem who that might limit him. Um, so I'm kind of curious to see who's going to be out there. Um, but again, I think it's a, a really, uh, a really, I won't say important, but it could be a productive set of weeks for this Dolphins defense as they kind of figure out, uh, you know, who's going to play what role in Vic Vangio's scheme. And obviously you're going up with against 
you know the guys on the other side, Tyree Kill, Jalen Waddle. Um, so it's going to be an interesting uh, set of practices starting next week. Um, how much can the Dolphins get out of OTAs um, over the next couple of weeks? And, you know, is there a particular unit player that you're looking uh, at during this period? Uh, I mean, it to me, it's, you know, OTAs are, uh, you know, you've got new defense. So, yeah, you're working on where everybody's supposed to be at different times and, you know, depending on your key you know, defensive keys, blah, blah, blah. Um, so obviously it's much more important for the defense. You know, they're the offense, you know, it's nice, but they're they're you know, they're gonna try to get into some it, this is like early warm-ups on game day, like super early warm-ups, you know, like the running the you know, the receiver tree and stuff for the offense. Um uh I think for the deep for the defense yeah they're they're still picking things up so it has that level that much some importance much more importance for them uh if there is importance to be assigned to otas um i mean they have them for a reason so they're definitely important uh, they 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 have, they have them because football coaches are control freaks and they can, and they, they oh, oh wait, wait wait we have to have one more practice we have to have one more practice you know if if you if if they didn't negotiate it out football coaches would still be running three a days in training camp you know they, so that's just how coaches are so you know they're control freaks they feel like there's you know they you need all this time together you need all this and I don't know. I, I, I mean, I suppose. I, I suppose. I, you know, if until until people start getting hit, you know, I. It's, I mean, they don't. I mean, they don't really hit in training camp. I mean, uh, at this point, yeah. Well, like, but at least there's a pre. You know, you get yeah. into preseason games and somebody's gonna get hit. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah, they don't hit as much in training camp anymore either. But and so it was. Yeah, I mean, we we'd watch. Watching OTAs and rookie camps, thinking, "Wow, that guy looks so good." I mean, so we good. we only watched twenty minutes of rookie mini camp, so I couldn't even say anything about how the rookies really looked. But I mean, at, at least, at least, I mean, I don't know. You get, you start to get some. Like I'm trying to think, you start to get some inklings of some some guys start to pop a little bit. Like they, like I mean, hey, football players are players. Like you're gonna make if you're a playmaker, you're gonna make a play. You, you, it's not full contact football, but you do see, and obviously, like. Like with the offensive line, I'm not really looking as much as the, right. the offensive line's um, actual like execution as opposed to you know certain lineups and who's in what spots. Um, but in terms of like the wide receivers, you know some of the some of the safeties, the cornerbacks, you start to. I mean, hey, it's, it might be it might not be full pads, but you're still out there competing. You know, there is something to be said uh, uh, for that. I mean, hey, I'll put it this way: this might be an extreme example, but we knew very clearly that Tyree Kill was on a different level, like. I, we knew from the first play of OTAs that Tyreek Hill was on a different level. I mean, I'll say that. Now, it might be an extreme example because well, he's the best yeah. in the league, but we, but you saw you <laughs> saw the difference. But you saw the difference in him and all the other wide receivers that the Dolphins had after play one of OTAs. That's so, there are that, some things, really that that okay you, okay you could you could see see with Tyreek Hill. Whoa, that I'm saying I'm saying you hard. saw I'm saying you saw like how how. The different levels too. You saw how how right. much 
but nasty he was compared to all the other wide receivers that the Dolphins had. But you know, I've I've seen I've seen too many you know Lorenzo Bookers over the years. You know, guys who are great in OTAs and they were fine. Fine then, you know, not guys who you know we're not talking about. Tyree Kills was an established All Pro wide receiver. You know, when you're talking everybody else, you're talking you know that you're you know your hoy polloi of you know the team. I don't know. You get, get some guys look great in OTAs, and they, and then you know they disappear in training camp. Some guys you didn't see at all OTAs, and you see them in training camp, and they flash, pop, do whatever you know, whatever popcorn flash bulb stuff is, and they and you know, but it, it, to me, it's not. I don't get too excited about stuff. I'm not saying I'm not saying you gotta get excited and make like grand proclamations off of OTA. I'm not I'm, I'm saying, not I'm saying I'm saying like you, you kind of you see some things, you observe some things, and you kind of you kind of package it in the back of your mind, like, all right. This this is what I'm gonna be looking out for when training camp starts and you start to get, you know, full pads on and, and whatnot. I'm not saying like I said, it's a stepping stone. So, you know, you're 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 watching how the team is progressing. You're not, but you're not making grand proclamations. I mean, hey, I'll get to say it's the first time we get to see a lot of the rookies out there. So obviously, you get to see Cam Smith out there. I'm pretty sure he's going to be taking a lot of snaps out there because you know Mike McDaniel is um, wary of the veteran snaps. You get to see the rookie Devon A. Chain. Obviously, you know you're not he's not getting hit, but you get to see him out there and see what they're doing with him as well. And then obviously, you get to see the the second year guys who are coming. Um, obviously, the the backup quarterback position is going to be something um a competition that is really important in training camp. You get to see Skylar Thompson, Mike White. So again, I'm not saying that like I'm not gonna come after the first OCA and say it. Dolphins are going 13 and 4 <laughs> when I saw in OTAs, but hey, you get to get a sense of how guys how guys are doing. Uh, uh it's it's you know underwear Olympics. I mean, you know, it's it's uh, I you know I think there's there's things to be accomplished with learning systems and everything. Yeah, and, yeah. And I think that's something you can see, but when it comes to when it comes to actual stuff on the on the field and executing, and I, I you know, I, I like I said, it feels like very early in warmups, you know, um, and not that it, it means absolutely nothing, but it kind of it's it's to me it's close. I'm like okay. It's it's OTA is fine, you know. Give me a, give me a mini camp, give me a give me a training camp at least before I start like really getting. It, you know, I said okay, show me training camp. Absolutely, absolutely. Like I said, and then, and then after a while, I'm about a couple hours into that, I'll be like, all right, let's when's, when's the first preseason game? <laughs> when's the first preseason game? I mean, not the training camp. Uh, training you. You know, training camp. I think there's a lot more to see and a lot more to watch. A lot, just that tells a lot more, and you see a lot more. But yeah, it, you know, after a while, you're kind of like, okay, this is this is nice. Now let's let's see them. You know, let's see some you know pseudo live bullets. You know, I feel you. I feel you. Bullets. I feel you. I, I agree with you. I think the most important thing is definitely uh, the implementation of the scheme. Um, how certain guys are being used. Obviously, there's a lot of questions about, you know, who lines up, especially in the secondary of the defense, who lines up where, um, you know, is Jalen Ramsey a guy that's going to be on the outside, he's going to be inside, does he play a little bit of safety? 
Um, you know, and again, it's the first time we get to see a lot of the newcomers, um, especially on the defensive side. That's where they made most of their additions. So um, David Long, Malik Reed, the outside linebacker, maybe Deshaun Elliott, if he's able to participate. Um, so there's a lot on the defensive side, I, I think, to to watch and kind of observe and to kind of um, just kind of just kind of soak in. Because, again, this is going to be a new scheme that they're implementing. And obviously, there's a lot of high expectations for that unit. And then obviously, on the offensive side, um, we'll see how Tua uh, looks in the second year of that scheme. Um, I mentioned it before. It's the first time since high school that he's been in the same scheme for back-to-back years. Um, so that should do nothing but, you know, have benefits for him as well. All right. That brings us to the end of another edition of the Dolphins of Dead podcast. I want to thank you guys. Got your fix? Got your fix, huh? Got your, got your football fix? Got your <laughs> Dolphins fix? Thank you guys. One thank you guys as always for tuning in. Uh, reminder as always, subscribe to my Miami Hero YouTube page. Like, share, comment, as well as subscribe to the Miami Herald. Uh, we'll be back next week to recap first OTA practice, uh, thoughts, observations, all that good stuff, uh, as well as look ahead for the gonna be there. <laughs> Oh, you're right. You're gonna be there. I'm going to be in Indianapolis, man. I'm getting ready you're for off. the 500, so man. It'll be me, probably solo. Yeah. <laughs> thoughts, observations from the Dolphins first to open OTA practice. Uh, but until then, uh, make sure to check out the Miami Herald YouTube, uh, Miami Herald website. Um, two stories just went up on Isaiah Wynn as well as Emmanuel Agba. We're gonna have more stories over the course uh, of the week previewing OTA, so definitely check that out. Uh, I'll be back next week. But until then, you guys take care. See ya.